Welcome back to another episode of Self-Care and Chill with Maui, where we self-care, we let go of toxic people, we create boundaries, we tell people about themselves, we hold ourselves accountable, we work on ourselves, and that's pretty much the basis of it. Um, So I know it's been a while and I'm so excited because this is my first episode of 2022, and I didn't know how I wanted to bring the new year in, what I wanted to talk about. What would be the advice I would be giving everybody? I felt like the new year just came with pressure and I wanted to provide like a different, a whole different basis of the advice that I'm giving this year. Um, So a little recap with me, same old, same old, Azai is doing his virtual school and the dog is getting on my nerves. I think that I tell y'all this every episode and I miss my man. Um, The only difference that is that I haven't been cooking a lot lately. Um, I've been Uber eating, so I'm definitely going to start cooking more because I am really, really enjoying Uber Eats and ordering from Bonefish Grill. So today, we I'm excited because we have a special guest, and so many of y'all have asked me to bring this guest on so many times, and I said, they're not going to do it. I've tried to get them to come on here and they always acting like they're so shy or they don't like talking or they want to be to themselves. So I'm so grateful that today they chose peace. <laughs> they, they, they chose that, you know what, coming into 2022, I don't got time for her, her shit or having this conversation. So... <laughs> They decided to invest in their piece for the rest of the year by doing this episode with me. And I'm pretty sure this is probably the only one I'm going to ever get out their ass. So, everybody, we have Khalif here today. What's going on, everybody? (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here today. So, I want you to tell people a little bit about you that may not know you. And a little bit of your backstory and what you do. Uh, I'm 30 years old from Norristown, Pennsylvania. Uh, I went to Temple University, played basketball uh, for the last eight years, seven, eight years. I've been playing basketball professionally all over the world. Been in Israel, France, uh, Philippines, uh, a couple different places, China. Um, I'm a son, a brother, an uncle, a boyfriend, a stepdad, a dog dad, (laughs) and yeah. You wear a lot of hats. Yeah, I wear a lot of hats. Uh, also have a sports apparel and training company called M Sport Legacy, where we, uh, you know, we do camps and clinics for the youth, and we provide quality sports apparel and active wear for 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 active people. So the, I have a list of questions for Khalif here, y'all. That's business and we also have relationship questions. But since he brought up that he has the apparel company, a lot of y'all know that whenever I'm like just lounging around, whenever I'm running errands, whenever I'm in a gym, like I wear M Sport all the time. And I'm always promoting it. You guys can always use my code Maui W. But what like you play basketball and what made you want to start that? So in 2017, I got injured. I got injured for the first time in my life. I tore my ACL. Uh, so for the first time, really in my life, I had a whole bunch of free time to just not really think about basketball and to think about something else. And uh, you know, one of the things that interest intrigued me was uh, you know organizing camps and clinics and just teaching teaching what I knew about basketball and and trying to tell kids, you know, all the things that basketball taught me and just, you know, trying to instill that in the youth. Uh, something else that intrigues me is health and fitness. So uh, I just took some of my interest, which is basketball and health and fitness, and I created a company around it. And, uh, you know, for the last four and a half years we've been running camps and clinics and we've been you know teaching health and fitness and providing quality sports apparel so as somebody as me like i brought Zod to the programs that you guys got with the clinics and the camps for the kids mm-hmm. um 
and you know, as I he socializes in school and stuff like that, but when it's like he doesn't have an outside to play living in an apartment. So I feel like he really enjoyed like being able to meet new friends and stuff like that and play with other kids. And mm-hmm. definitely learn he learned a lot about basketball. So if it was any parent that's listening and they from the area and they thinking about like getting their kids interested in sports, what do you feel like separates which what you provide than any other place? Because I know that Azai uses the stuff that he learned in your camp at the basketball program that he's in now. Um uh, first and foremost, like I'm a I'm an actual professional basketball player. Like I've actually played, I'm still playing. Uh, I know a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of athletes, they, they might have camps or they might have a clinic or something, but they're, they're not really as hands-on as, you know, I am. Uh, so first and foremost, you get an actual professional athlete who's been through just about everything as it comes to basketball, uh, the highs of the highs, the lows of the lows. Uh, you get that, you get hands-on, you know, interaction with me and, you know, you were at the camp, uh, the camp you're referring to that as I was at was the was the college wide elite skills camp. We had that once every summer, uh, where we get like forty to fifty uh kids in between the ages of eight and fourteen to come to come work out and you know train for 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 three days. Uh, so you know we 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 pay attention to detail. We we really know the. I feel like I really know what it takes to you know just teach the game at right. every level. Uh, so. We just we just break it down to make it real simple, and you know we build up as we go. But I just make it simple and and and, and make sure the kids have fun, but I also want to make sure that they know that basketball is not easy. It's it's, it's hard work, and it if you want to be a serious basketball player or a serious athlete or serious at anything, that you're gonna to have to take it serious and, and put in a lot of work. Right. Another thing that I notice about because I haven't been to every camp and every clinic, but to the ones that I have been in, I see some parents that I've seen before. Like, so one thing that I know is they enjoy the program because they they bring their kids back. So Definitely. they like, I'm like, oh, I, I don't know these people, but I've seen this parent before and this child, like they're coming again. So um, I feel like one of the things outside of the camp being really good, you hands-on, they get to learn stuff is you also got a great personality. And as much as you like to say to yourself, you definitely know how to move and talk in the room and like be social and like have good conversation. Cause you just like a, a great easygoing person to talk to. So I want to transition into the question of like, how do you deal with the pressure of performing or like being around such large, large groups of people and the expectation and playing in front of other people and expectations that they may have from you? Because, you know, I don't really like to talk to people. Like, so I feel, like, I feel like it was like two questions. Are you asking me how like it feels to play in front of big crowds or like uh, run a camp with 50 kids and parents watching and, I feel, and stuff so, like that? So I want you to answer the question first about the parents, because a lot of the parents mm-hmm. stay for the camp and they're mm-hmm. watching you with their children, which is kind of awkward and also playing. Right. Well, both are really easy for me because both of them, you know, they involve basketball. So that's one of my my comfort spaces where, you know, I'm very knowledgeable of basketball. Uh, I'm passionate about basketball. Uh, And so as far as the camps and clinics go, uh, it's just about, you know, putting the program together and then making sure we stick to the program and making sure that we get the most out of the time that we got with the kids. So I'm just trying to, uh, you know, teach as much as I can interact as much as I can. Uh, and, you know, during the camps and stuff, it also helps, you know, I have a, a good team that's always there with me, you know, led by my brother. My brother, uh, he really helps a lot with the camps and clinics and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. For everything I can't I can't see, he sees it. And, uh, you know, pretty much everything I know about basketball is from him. So if, if he's telling you, it's just as good as me telling you, really, because nine times out of ten, that's where I learned it from. Right. So, uh and one thing about your brother is, if y'all ever bring y'all kids to this camp, when his brother coaches, he's not babying the kids. You going? He's he's training you to be LeBron or somebody. So he's training the kids to be LeBron James or Michael Jordan. Like because his yeah. eye will pass the ball like he's shooting the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our programs is definitely uh, 
they're for all levels, but whatever, uh, when you're there, you're going to be, hey, we're going to teach you like you're, you know, like you want to be a serious basketball player. So we're not right. going to, we don't really do no uh, babysitting. and It's not daycare when you come to one of our events. It's really, you know, learning the game and, and, and trying to get better. Uh, and then to go to the second part, which was how does it feel to play in front of big crowds? Uh, to, it's, for me, it's fun. Uh, just because it's something that you know that you put a lot of work in. It's something that you know that you're good at. It's something it's something that you know you're prepared for. So, you know, playing in front of big crowds is like, it's always fun for me uh, just because, you know, it's just, it just, it just adds to it. But what about you know, like, okay, sorry, not to cut you off, but like the losing aspect, like they're expecting you to win. Like, does it feel just as good when you don't win or do you feel like we didn't win because of me? No, nah, it never feels good to lose. I've always been a bad loser. I don't I hope I don't hope hope nobody's a good loser. Uh I've never been a bad loser. Every time I lose, it feels like, you know, I lost the championship every no matter what game it is. Like I just really don't like losing. And uh so it never gets easier, but you know, you can't think about that when you're out there. You're just out there trying to, you know, pretty much use all the stuff that you, you've been practicing. Your preparation is supposed to prepare you for you know, for these moments. So you just have to trust your work at that point and just go out there and, you know, do what you've been working on and do what you know you can do and be confident and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. So another question I have, because I I, I agree and I admire that nobody should be a great loser. Like, you know, nobody should be comfortable with it. Um, and I know sometimes, like even one day you, had, you guys had lost a game over there where you playing it now. And I said, hey, babe, you had a great game. You was like, we lost. I'm like, I know, but you had a good game. Like, you had a lot of points. You was not trying to hear that shit. Like, <laughs> you was like, yeah, okay, we lost. Like, Yeah, um, I've never, I never really been a personal stats guy. I've always just wanted to win. And, and that's always been most important to me. And just so happens that sometimes I perform really good, but – it's all just really trying to get the win, that's all. So one thing that you know is, you know, I'm I'm big on the babe. What what is one thing that I'm really big on? As far as what? As far as I'm gonna argue people down about this. I'm gonna talk to my friends about this. This is something I'm really passionate about. Uh, keeping the black household together. Yes. So keeping the black family together and mental health too, when it comes to black men. So. Mm-hmm. I want to know your opinion on how big of a role do you think mental health and sports have when it comes to like black men needing an outlet? Um, it's big. I mean, for a lot, for it's funny because as a kid, uh, you know, you growing up like you growing up in a I'm not gonna say a terrible area, but you know, an area with a lot, uh, you know, a lot of other stuff going on. Uh, you know, I can speak for me and my friends. We we all use basketball as like a, a well. They a lot of my friends play other sports too, but I, I only play basketball. But we uh we use basketball as a way to not not deal with all the other stuff that was out there, all the other temptation, all the other you know, all the other negative things. It really uh. You know, it, it, it sheltered us, and it's funny because when a lot of people, you know, when when they lose that, they lose that 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 comfort of of being able to go do something that you love, you know, and have fun with, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough, and you start you start seeing new things, and you start, you're like, damn, this is what's out here. This is what life is like without you know without sports or basketball. Right. So it's tough. It's tough, um, but. You know, it's all about just, just, just being, being balanced and being stable. And yeah, it's tough. It's definitely a part of it, though. Mental health is a huge, huge part of you know sports in general. So I feel like I, I know. Well, I'm not gonna say I feel like I know for a fact. And my beliefs is that black men don't have a lot of outlets. Like it's when we drop this episode, it's gonna be thousands of women who tuned into my self care and chill podcast because this is their outlet to self-care or to get away or to escape or to listen to a different opinion 
Whereas though men, y'all got sports and y'all got, you know, playing a video game and stuff like that, or maybe just kicking it with your homeboys at their crib and hanging around them. But it's not so all these different outlets that y'all got to escape. So with you talking about the importance of what basketball brought, what was it like for you not not to have that outlet when you hurt yourself? And you hurt yourself twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was super tough. In 2017, that was the first time I got injured. And I went into a super – actually, when I first got hurt, so I was I was super sad for, like, two or three days. And then I started getting, like – I started really getting involved with, with marathon sport. But I just kept myself busy the first time. I just stayed super busy. I was just doing stuff. You know, I was having camps and clinics. And, you know, I was I was just being super creative. But I, was, I wasn't dealing with, with uh, you know, what, what was really going on, which was that, you know, my, my, my passion was taken away from me. What I loved to do was taken away from me. I was just kind of running from it with, you know, just being busy. But it was good though, you know, it helped me, you know, build something outside of basketball. But at some point, you know, I had to deal with the fact that, wow, uh, am I going to play basketball again? Will I be the same basketball player ever again? Uh, is it going to be the same? Is, is this what I even want to do anymore? So I had to have all those battles. And uh, it's super tough when you just, you know, you're coming back, you're trying to get back to that level that you were at before your injury. And, just tough. I actually was talking to somebody the other day who had a who had the same injury I had, and the advice I gave him was to like really try to erase, erase the memory that they had of themselves when they were like before they got injured and they were playing at the highest level, and just start from right where you at, start from right there in the bed in the surgery bed, can't can't walk, and start right from there. And just build yourself up from there and take your take your small wins, you know. Appreciate being able to walk up steps. Appreciate being able to get back in your car and drive. Stuff like that. A whole bunch of stuff that you, you take for granted. Yeah. So I feel like when you were hurt that not the 2017 time, but the second time with us being in a relationship, I feel like it was really hard on me too, because I didn't know how to show up for you. Um, mm-hmm. because like what you said, like your passion is taken away from you. So what do you, what, what is some of the advice that you would give to somebody that may not be necessarily, they tore their ACL, but they might be in a relationship with somebody right now that they don't have, they, their passion was taken away from them or they don't got their spark right now and they want to be supportive, but they don't know how. Um, I would say first and foremost to you know, talk to that person. Ask them how they feel. Uh, ask them how they feel. Ask them, you know, everybody, all men, I know I can speak for myself. We're not the most uh, communicative. We're not about to just wake up in the morning and be like, <laughs> uh, I'm depressed or I feel like crap or we're just going to, you know, handle it however we handle it. So I would say be communicative, talk to them, force, like, be annoying almost to the point where it's like, like I know you're not yourself right now. Like, what's going on? Like, let's talk. Like, how can I help? Uh, so I would say communicate with them. And then I would say get a, a, a good balance of communicating and and just letting them, letting them be. Like, sometimes you just got to let a person, you know, deal with what they got going on and, and don't let them want to, uh, you know, what's that called? Like, don't let them go off the bridge, off the cliff, like where you just see them building bad habits and you just let them keep going and going and going, like sitting on that couch every day, (laughs) eating that ice cream every day. Like don't let it keep going, but definitely a balance of just letting them be and just letting them, you know, figure it out for themselves. Because at the end of the day, and I, I told you this before, like can't nobody, can't nobody can't nobody really figure out, help me get myself out of a rut. Like, it's got to be something that you do for yourself. So it's only so much you can do as a partner to help them, you know, get out of that space. But, you know, most of the work is going to be up to them for sure. And I feel like us as women, I feel like what's important that you said is just sometimes letting them be. 
because us as women, sometimes we want to sit in your face. What's wrong? What's bothering you? Talk to me. Do something. Like, sometimes it was days where they're like, I got to just let you sit on the couch. Like, mm-hmm. I ain't got no, I don't want to ask you nothing. And you ain't got shit to say to me. So, <laughs> right. it would be like, yeah, like, I'm just going to let him sit on the couch with the, with the plate of food and just enjoy whatever <laughs> piece that he got right now. <laughs> because it's like, if you ain't had an answer yesterday, you probably don't got the shit today either. So I'm, I doubt that you came up with something in 24 hours. So sometimes I feel like let people be like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next question is, what is something that you have now that the younger version of you would have been, would not have been able to imagine and they will be really proud of you? Something that I have now. Hmm. It could be something you have, something that you do, something that you've learned, anything. Like the younger you will be like, yo, bro, that's dope. Yeah, the younger version of me would be be super hyped to hear about me still me still doing what I love to do and you know what I set out to do when I was like five or six years old, which was to be a professional basketball player. So if I told the younger me, you know, all the places that basketball have taken me and, you know, all the all the experiences that, that basketball has granted me, uh, younger me would, would have to be super, super thrilled with the fact that, you know, something that that we had together is still going on and it's done so much for me and so much for my family and and just yeah, it's been it's been real good to me. When I had when I thought of that question to ask you, I was hoping that you said that. I'm like, I hope that he don't overthink it and come up with something else. Because it's this quote, and I love it. And the quote is, the creative adult is the child who survived. And mm-hmm. it's so many of us who love to do something when we were kids. And like, you get, we get older, we let it go. We grow out of it. Like, a lot of us get older and we just let those passions and those things that we love so much, it just kind of just die. But mm-hmm. to know that you still got this one thing that I've had this since childhood. Like me, I've been writing since I was a little kid. Like, mm-hmm. so to know that your your young self is looking up and we still doing what we love to do and we didn't mm-hmm. conform to, you know what, maybe I should be a dentist. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I should be an engineer or something. Do some shit that's way off the, way off the field of what we even passionate about or care about. Yep, yep, still on plan A. Right. Um, so what does a regular self-care and chill day look like for you, babe? A self-care day for me? <laughs> uh, over here by myself? Or... You, could, you could do a Romanian one and you could do one for here. Which ain't too uh... from each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so really, I'm just chilling. I'm, I'm going to get up. I'm going to have a good breakfast. Uh, I can't sleep in too late. That's that's not. I can't do that. So I don't, I'm definitely gonna get up and have a have a great breakfast. Uh, whether I go somewhere or whether you cook it, or I usually make breakfast actually. So whether I make breakfast or or we go somewhere to get breakfast, that's definitely gonna happen. Uh. And other than that, I'm coming back in the house. I'm relaxing. I'm drinking a lot of water. Uh, I'm gonna find something on TV, like a, a you know something on YouTube or or whatever I feel like watching. And I'm gonna relax. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yeah. I'm just not. I'm gonna be super stress free, and I'm not gonna let anything even attempt to stress me out. Uh, and then I'm gonna have a good dinner too. We're going to eat a good dinner, whether somebody cooks or whether we go out to dinner. Yeah, it's pretty simple for me. A self-care day is just really relaxing and not even allowing even the slightest bit of stress to enter my 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 temple. And y'all, when I tell y'all that he going to make, even if, even if we have an argument that day, he's going to make sure that he controls the narrative of his day. <laughs> And that it it remains minimally stressed. Like if if from on a scale of one to ten, he's gonna make sure it don't go over one and a half. 
one and a half. Two is his limit. Three, he's going to leave and he's going for a walk. <laughs> and he's taking the dog with him, which is not even hurting my feelings at all when he do that. But I feel like your, your self-care day, I feel like it's good for women and men listening to know that self-care don't always got to be like, I went and got my nails done or I went to Marshalls and spent money. Sometimes self-care could just be like keep doing the least. Mm-hmm. Like not doing too much. Enjoying some peace and quiet. Like most of your self-care days is just waking up early, going for a walk, eating breakfast and watching some show that I don't want to watch. Like mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. able to watch it by yourself. Um, yep. I feel like with social media and everybody being so big on self-care, it got so many people thinking, oh my gosh, it's self-care Sunday. I need to take myself on a date. I need to go to the movies. I have to do something like super productive, but sometimes self-care is not doing shit because you don't feel like it. Yeah, I think the key to it is, you know, doing what you like. You like, you be liking going to Marshalls and going to TJ Maxx or <laughs> or or uh, you know, <laughs> That's me. So do what you like, do what makes you happy. And I'm gonna come it. back with a comforter. Yeah. And I'm gonna be happy. I'm gonna be like, babe, look at this new comforter I got us. Mm-hmm. Set up a room. I'm gonna get a new candle, everything. Um <laughs> so on to some like relationship questions because you know that that's what we do here. We always trying to give people relationship advice to help their relationship or maybe help the relationship they want to be in. Um, so I got, a, I, we just going to have a regular conversation. I don't have really any questions down written for this. So we've really just going freest- freestyle. I know one of the big questions now is with me having a baby and me t- and them realizing that you're playing basketball in Romania. So, mm-hmm. um, when I told them, when I announced me being pregnant and they put two and two together and say, wait, he, he he just left a couple months ago to play basketball in Romania. And I was like, yes, I know. I didn't want y'all in my DMs being all sad for me and stuff. I want you to tell them about how that transition was with you here every day and you help a lot being here. Um, mm-hmm. And then you was loving me being pregnant. Like you was really enjoying it. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely bittersweet. I was, uh, on one hand, I was super excited to get another opportunity to to come and play basketball and come experience a new country and come, you know, just get back to, you know, doing what I love to do. And on the other hand, it was super hard because I also loved my life at home. Like, I was really enjoying my life. I was working out. I was, uh, you know, I was eating good. We were having fun. You know, we was, we was relaxing and... You know, we was just chilling. I was with my dogs. I <laughs> we was just chilling out. Uh, my life was really like I really enjoyed that. Uh, you was you was pregnant. You was I was at your beck and call. <laughs> you know, whatever you needed, I had to jump up and get it for you. You know, didn't mind doing that. Uh, I, I I didn't mind at all. So it was tough. And I knew leaving was going to be hard for you because I definitely was helping out a lot around the house. And uh, but at the end of the day, I had to, you know, make the best decision for for me and for you know for for the future of my family. So that's really what that was. I feel like I'm way more emotional than you are. So y'all, every day, every day from the day that he found out. <laughs> I, would, I would look at him and cry like, I would just burst into tears like how could you do this to me um, because like he said like we do everything together like this is my big partner this is the person I'm telling jokes to I'm making him watch Insecure with me I'm making him watch Housewives he's going to the market <laughs> to, buy, to bring me pie like he's <laughs> keeping his dog under control and to not have my friend it was like really, it was hard for me. Like even when he was, and this was before he even left, to imagine my friend not being here. To Not like you going to jail or something like that, but <laughs> to not be waking up to my friend, to the person that I like to laugh with you. Like you, I like to go get crab cakes with you. 
<laughs> so I feel like that was hard. And then I feel like it was even hard with, I feel like when you first got over there, we was beefing with each other a lot because to anybody that's in a long distance relationship, it got to be two people putting effort in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's like, I don't know how it is for you, but how do you know that I love you while you over there? Uh, cause you constantly call me, <laughs> <laughs> constantly checking in on me. Uh, but no, it's just, and, and outside of that, you, you know, you take care of you know, what you need to take care of at home. That's a form of love too. You, you know, having a healthy pregnancy and you, you know, being, you know, doing the best you can to, to take care of, you know, really our home. So that's a, that's a form of love. I feel like it was hard for me to feel my love for you. Like, feel like you loved me over there. Even though those are forms of love, I feel like with me being pregnant and emotional, my requirements and like my needed, the stuff I needed, I felt like I had told you before, like my favorite love languages that you give me, acts of kindness and physical touch, like I can't get that from over there. Mm-hmm. And it was so hard for me because it's like, I needed that constant reassurance and validation from you. And then you, you just felt like, Ari, I, I called you earlier. I said good morning. Like, what else do you want me to do? Like, I feel like you ain't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was tough. It was definitely tough. It's tough. Like, I'm over here. Um, yeah, figuring, trying to figure it out, really. But yeah, I know it's tough. It's not easy, but try to make the best of it. I feel like one thing that helped though is, um, me not calling so much all throughout the day. Us not calling each other throughout the day that much no more. Um, we shoot each other texts and we send each other funny stuff on Instagram. But mm-hmm. I don't need to be on the phone with you the way I was in the beginning. All day long or trying to find this routine of like, let me call you before you go to sleep. Like we didn't fall, we, we ain't talking on the phone like, like two nights in a row this week. Right. But we was texting each other. And sometimes I don't, like I told you before, I don't be having nothing to talk about. And that's okay. Right. Instead of being on the phone and you feel like you got to force a conversation with your partner. Yeah. That ain't the vibes. Yeah. Sometimes I could just, it was just like not given. We would be on the phone and just be like, all right. And then I get mad because we don't got nothing to talk about and I'm hanging up on you. <laughs> so it's just like, I don't have anything to talk about, but I'm mad that you didn't think of nothing for us to talk about either. So don't talk to me no more. Don't you call me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing is um, with us getting in a relationship and you not having a child, what do you think was like some of the biggest things that you had to learn and we had to learn together with um, you coming into my life and me having a eye and you seeing how much I love my son and just my whole life is just... <laughs> <laughs> Revolved around well, <laughs> well, that that was that has been a wild ride uh from the first moment that I uh you know that I met Zai and, and just saw how y'all act together and stuff like that and uh it was tough. It got so much better than it uh, how long have we been together? About to be two years. About two years, so yeah, over this past two years. It just got so much better. Why you keep he, taking all these deep breaths? Cause I'm trying to figure out how to how to say it the best way. But yeah, he got so much better, and, and y'all relationship got so much better. And uh, you know, he 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 yeah, like we cool, and and he he getting better. Like he's growing up. He's really becoming a a a, a young man, and you know. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Babe, it was hard for you. The shit was hard for you. It was hard. It was hard. He was super spoiled young boy. <laughs> super mama's boy. Super crybaby. 
Uh, Definitely super cry, baby. Couldn't even go to sleep without his mom there. Babe, wait. Tell them about. <laughs> Tell them about when he was going through the phase when you start spending the night. Like he had never did this, but when he started realizing that Khalif was spending the night and sleeping in my room with me. He got, he was scared of the dark. He was like, he would, so couldn't nobody go to sleep until he went to sleep. <laughs> he would be like, he would just randomly scream out, Mom. Even if, even if she was asleep, she had to wake up. I'm like, huh? Yeah, I'm up. I'm up, boy. Just go to sleep. I'm up. He would just scream out. Like every half hour, he'd be like, Mom, Mom. Oh my god. Like, I'm up. I'm up. He'd be like, all right. You would be like, stop saying you up. You not. You sleep. Right. Like say I'm sleep. Like what the f- like say I'm sleep. Like but yeah. So he was scared to just go to sleep, I guess, or scared of the dark. But yeah, he got past that. And I remember one day you yelled back, like, your mom is asleep. Let her get some rest. And he yeah, was like, You, know, you up? And you was <laughs> like, Yeah. He was like, Okay. Like <laughs> Yeah, so eventually he stopped calling her. He stopped calling her and started calling me. Like, he he just cared. He just he just needed somebody to be awake. <laughs> nobody could be asleep until he in, went to sleep. It was in that moment that we realized it ain't even have to be me. Yeah, like anybody, mom, <laughs> Khalif, anybody up? Gotta be up. I would be texting my girlfriends like. He was burning me out with that. Yeah, I think that this ain't gonna work because if I was Khalif, I would be burnt out. Okay. Oh yeah, I was super burnt out. I don't know how you thugged it out, and now y'all got such a good relationship. Like I don't know how. I was super burnt out, but yeah, he got better. You know, the better, the the more, the more I was there, the (laughs) the more, uh, you know, he he making his own pizza bites now. Yeah, you show him how to do that. Like I, I feel like. Um, to anybody that's listening and you got you are in a relationship and you introducing somebody to your kid, I feel like one of the big things that helped the relationship that you and Azai had is when I told you that y'all needed to have your own things as individuals that y'all do together. Um, and I feel like when you start doing homework time with him and like spelling bees with him. And like helping with the virtual school and like not calling me. And like I had nothing to do with those things. I feel like y'all was able to build your own individual relationship. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Opposed to me being over your shoulder like I was in the beginning. Because like I'm just this overprotective mom and you don't know how if a relationship is gonna work or if this how long this is gonna last and you don't want your kid to be in it and you they disappointed. And once I just felt like you wasn't going nowhere and you want to be somebody, be here, I felt like I was able to relax more. And I feel like the homework times and y'all having those, well, playing a game or something like that together, or him showing you something or going with the dog to get ice cream, y'all having your own one-on-one time helped build the relationship to make it better. Instead of it, instead of it feeling like I had stepdads growing up and it was like, they just fucked with me on the strength of they fuck with my mom. Like, mm-hmm. But they don't fuck with me. Because like, kids can feel that. Like, right. They can feel like, yeah, he don't like me at all. He's just like my mom. <laughs> so I feel like that definitely helped y'all having your own individual relationship. And I'm glad we got over there because that was definitely... It was hard. And it would be hard for me to take constructive criticism like with the fact that he was spoiled and you would be like... He don't. I remember, like you said, he don't even say thank you to you. Like you make him all, you make him fool. You clean his room. He's six years, six, seven years old. He don't even say thank you. Like and you don't even correct him. Mm-hmm. And I had never noticed because as a mom, when you're doing so much by yourself, like you're just trying to get through the day, and you're juggling all these different things. And I remember, I had start crying when you had said that. And remember, we was in the bed. And I was like, you, I'm doing my the best that I can. Mm-hmm. And you had felt bad afterwards, and you had said sorry. You were like, you know what, you're right. You are doing the best, your best. And you was like, but it's only certain. You was like, I think you had said that it's certain things like 
that when you got a man in your house, it's just different. And it's it's true. It's just you showed yeah. it. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's different. I ain't grew up with a man in my house. Right, but you had a big brother. Right. I'm just saying, no, I'm saying I ain't grew up with a man in my house and I I uh you know, it's a lot of stuff I had to learn the hard way that, you know, if I if just as far as being, you know, a man and being, you know, it's just yeah. So I'm glad that I could I can be a part of, you know, teaching somebody the importance of saying thank you and the importance of, you know, uh being 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 concerned with other people's feelings and stuff like that. Like just helping them or become more independent. Like he 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 liked doing stuff for himself now. He didn't he didn't lift a finger when I first got there. Yes. But now, but now he like he liked doing stuff for himself. He liked helping you out. He liked taking Take stuff it. off your plate and doing stuff that, that you were supposed to do that he can help you with. And he didn't cleaned up the dog poop yesterday. He took the trash out yesterday cleaned off the counters for me like so mm-hmm. much more helpful yeah and that's dope and I love that for me so he's definitely he definitely be walking around here talking about I'm I'm, I'm acting like Khalif so <laughs> <laughs> he take his he take his shirt off walk around here with no shirt and start, and start helping out and say he acting like you trying to be sarcastic <laughs> um Last night we was watching a movie. He put his leg on me, and I said, "You don't back the hell up." He said, "What? Khalif do it, boy? That's my man. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't my man. Get up off me." Um, I feel like something that something else that you you said, which you not growing up without you growing up with no dad or whatever, but you did have your big brother. Mm-hmm. And you know, me and your mom got a great relationship. Gail X, his mom's name is Gail, and she acts like how I act with his eyes. She loves her son. You can't tell her shit about her son, okay? Don't play with her. Mm-hmm. Play with, please play with somebody else. <laughs> what are some things? Because us as mothers, we nurture and we love. What are some things that you that you feel like you had you had to learn with being in a relationship with me? Whereas though, mm-hmm. you could have learned it with having two parents in your household. Or you would have just had to keep learning through trial and error from a relationship, but you wouldn't have been able to get this from your mom. Um, as far as being in a relationship, yeah, like things that you felt like you learned here with me. Um, patience, you know, just being patient and uh, and communication, being able to talk and just talk through a problem uh, or address a problem before it becomes a bigger problem. Uh, I think that's the main thing just communication and patience I feel like that what what do you feel like was the point where it's though because there will be times where they'll be arguing or something or we having a disagreement your first instinct is to leave like mm-hmm. what do you feel like was the turning point where it's though like I'm going to talk this out this time because I know what, what I feel like is the turning point for your ass but what do you feel like was your turning point where it's though like I'm not running this time I'm not breaking up with my girl because we had an argument. Uh, turning point for me was probably like, damn, like I keep coming back over here. So like, <laughs> let me just let me just save myself. Let me just figure out what I need to do so that I don't gotta come back. I mean, oh, okay, just talk. All right, cool. Just express how I feel. All right, but that'll save us a lot of uh, a lot of time and a lot of wasted energy. Y'all. Khalif packed his bags <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of an argument <laughs> and said that he can't do this no more, right? I was so tired. Of, I didn't even care, y'all. I didn't, I didn't care that day. I was sad, but I didn't give a fuck <laughs> because this was his thing. Don't want You don't want to talk, so now you're going to leave. So at that day when he did it, I didn't care. <laughs> so he packed he packed his bags it was like <laughs> sure, at least eight of them of clothes and like merch and like sneakers he gets to the left mind you I want y'all to know that we at this time we live in an apartment they got an elevator and we on what floor are we on 11 uh, 
Yeah, so we're on the 11th floor. So he's taking the bags to the car. You get on the elevator doing this. He gets to the last bag and he sits on the couch. So I'm looking at him like, why are you sitting on the couch? He wanted to talk. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know during what trip on these elevators. Did he become tired? <laughs> but y'all, he sat on the couch. We had a conversation. We had a really good conversation. And communication was his biggest thing. Like a lot of the times he would just shut down and not want to talk. Another thing is my delivery wouldn't be good. Whereas though, like, I feel like I wasn't, I wasn't communicating properly for him to be receptive either. I would just get frustrated and mad. I feel like you could have, decided to communicate before you packed all those bags and got on the elevator, y'all. Because <laughs> he had to go back and bring them all back up and unpack and spent the rest of the day unpacking his bags and hanging his clothes back up. Um, But you got so much better with communicating and you not feeling like, I feel like that was the turning point of you doing it because you never did that again. Like, mm-hmm. you've never packed your bags. You never said, I'm leaving or anything like that. Like, you go, you'll take a walk, but you don't do that no more. I feel like I feel like that that was the turning point. And you stopped feeling like at the end of the day, you know that when I'm talking to you is because something is hurting me or bothering me, or I feel like it's gonna make our relationship better, but it's never to attack you, to belittle you, to make you feel bad. Um and I feel like once you realize that it was easier for you to talk and communicate better. Like she's not trying to be smart. Her feelings just hurt. Mm-hmm. Before I would feel like you would just feel like, oh my god, here we go with this shit. So I feel like um, you definitely gotten better with the um, communication. One thing that I feel like I got better with with you, what would you say is the main thing I got better with? Oh, uh, and don't you say having, say having a drink? Don't you say that? <laughs> Don't I say what? I said, don't you say having a drink. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, something you got better with, something you got a lot better with is just not mistaking my silence or my space or my my um, my wanting to be alone, spend time alone, uh, not taking that personal or not feeling like it was because something you were doing. It was just because, like, I really enjoy being alone and I really like doing stuff, like, not necessarily outside by myself, even though I do do stuff outside by myself. But, I, yeah, I enjoy being alone. And it's not a, not a knock, on, not, not a knock to anybody. It's just I like spending time with myself. And it's nothing against you. And you, at first, you used to have a problem with that. But then I... I guess you started to understand that, yeah, I really just like being alone sometimes. I feel like, um, so I went, I, so after after I touch on this, I also want, want you to touch on what it was like dating me, okay? And the stuff that you did in the courting process, because a mm-hmm. lot of women will have a problem with a man wanting to do their own thing. Like, you see what I'm saying? And like, being self-sufficient and like he's you're your own individual and -hmm. you have things that you like and that you're interested in that you have no desire to include me in like sometimes you might be going somewhere and I'd be like oh can I come and you tell me no (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I'm about to have a heart attack Um, (laughs) but sometimes you know like you said like you would be watching something or you just be in the room chilling and like you in your own zone and I'm like what's wrong what's bothering you we're not spending time together. And you you feel like, how are we not spending time together when we live together? But that don't count. Um, once I realized that when you went to go play cards one day, mm-hmm. and you was like, don't be mad at me because you ain't got no friends. <laughs> <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't got shit to do. <laughs> I realized that the more we remain individuals and we have our own interests and our own things that we like to do and don't ever forget about it, the more mm-hmm. easier it is for us to uh, be okay with our partner and having those things too. Because I will only be mad on the days that I didn't have shit to do. 
so it's nails. You're not paying me no attention. You're doing this all by yourself. I'm all alone. But you was right. You went to go play cards with your friends. I have no friends. I have shit to do. And I was taken. Mm-hmm. And you called me out on it. And I got mad. And I was like, I got, I'm, I'm running the business. I have plenty to do. Bitch, you <laughs> don't. You don't. You did all your orders earlier. You don't have shit to do, actually. Um. So, I feel like when we were dating in the beginning, you spoiled me with quality time also. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of women get mad, like they don't want nobody introducing and introducing them to something that they can't keep up with. But we were still spending quality time because you're still seeing me. It's just, damn, can I watch the game by myself or can I play the video game or watch a movie alone? Right. I want you to talk about when we were dating in the beginning, when you swept me off my feet and I just fell madly in love with you, baby. <laughs> well, the first time, well, it was during the pandemic and I came over there and it just so happened that your doormat said, please, please bring Henny. <laughs> and I just so happen to have, I just so happen to have a bar with Hennessy Black. <laughs> so I don't know if that was the universe saying no. uh, but I had the honey with me saying no but yeah I used to just come over uh, it was during the pandemic so we couldn't really go out much but I used to come over and we just relax and talk and yeah we were just getting to know each other oh, that was the beginning we went on dates though yeah we did we did we did uh I want to say. So don't make it seem like you was coming over my house all the time. Like you, we went on dates. They were just no. outside. Yeah, we went to the we went to the park. We went to the park. Uh, we did some outside stuff. You took we me to that some... brunch place out on like. What? Uh, Fountain Farmers. Yeah, that was one of our first. That was one of our first dates. Oh, now you like Fountain Farmers? I said one of the brunch places I don't like. Oh, I thought you said you like. Yeah, so Founder Farmers, we went to Founder Farmers. And yeah, as stuff started opening up, we started just spending time together, going to, you know, go out to eat. Uh, and then I had went away. I had went to, where the hell? I had went to, like, Ohio to go play in this basketball tournament. And when I came back, she had had a meal all catered for me. And she had a... <laughs> She had a massage table for me. I'm like, oh, she not playing about me. <laughs> and then uh, we dating is fun. Still dating. We still go on dates and we still uh, damn, what happened? It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So then I had went away. I had went to Ohio to play in a, a basketball tournament. And while I was over there, we was talking on the phone the whole time and still getting to know each other. And uh, I think while I was over there, she was like, oh, was she sick? I don't know if you were sick or you was having a bad day or something like that. And I had got some flowers sent there, like have a better day or something like that. I love you, baby. And, uh, I love flowers. And then when I came home from Ohio, she had had a... Uh, she had a, a catered dinner for me and she had a massage table set up and a real nice setup over there. And I was like, oh, check her out. She's not playing about me. <laughs> check her out. And then uh yeah, so dating dating has been fun. We still we're still dating. We still go on dates. That's part of our that's part of our relationship. Like we, we like going on dates and we like going out. Uh we like traveling, we like you know, going to restaurants. Uh, we like, yeah, we just like being with each other outside the house. A date for us could be going to TJ Maxx and going to get something from Starbucks and then going back in the house. Uh, sounds like a date to me. 
That sounds like a that sound like a good date to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dating is fun. I'm not. I was about to say was, but still really dating. Uh, so like, yeah, it's it's fun. We let we both like it. We both enjoy each other's company and and yeah, it's been it's been fun. I feel like it's fun. I don't feel like I don't know about you, but for me, I don't have the expectation that every day has to be a fairy tale here. Mm-hmm. Like, like what you say. Like sometimes a date for us in a good day is like we went to TJ Maxx or like Starbucks or something simple. Mm-hmm. Like, but we're our dating styles are very compatible. So you're not with somebody that like to turn up and get drunk all weekend or like you see what I'm saying. Like somebody whose dating style or fun style is like completely different from yours. Mm-hmm. And I'm also not trying to force you to do some shit that I know I, I know my man don't want to do this shit. Mm-hmm. I he's not going to want to go here, so I'm not creating unnecessary drama or arguments trying to drag you to do some shit that I know you don't want to do. Right. I'm not inviting him to freaking go axe throwing with y'all for for couples on his couples trip because he's not into that kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to feel like you don't love me because you won't swallow your pride and go like you don't like this shit like, and I know you don't like it so why am I even trying to force you to go do something I know you don't like mm-hmm. uh, another thing I feel like what helped with us getting to know each other in the beginning is the fact that I wasn't letting you hit this yeah that's true so I feel like you were a gentleman because you just felt like being one, or maybe that's just how you is, but we would just be having great conversations. And it yep. was, they wouldn't be flirty, they wouldn't be based around sex, they wouldn't be like, send me a picture of your titties. <laughs> 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 you know, men always try and they always escalate in some shit. <laughs> Let me see your nipple. Um, I feel like that helps so much with the fact like, you could just get to know me for me and it was not based around anything sexual. Mm-hmm. I could get to know you for you. And if I didn't like something or I did like something, it would not be based around like, oh, we had sex and I feel like I can make, I got to make an excuse for him or I'm blinded because I enjoyed it or I don't like it because I didn't enjoy it. It was just, what's your dream vacation? We was playing the question games. It was just corny questions and us just getting to know each other. And it is what it is. Yep. Um, and dating. And then I gave you something and the dates got better, but you are right now. <laughs> That's why I'm pregnant now. Um, <laughs> I want to thank you so much, babe, for coming on the podcast today because I'm pretty sure that they loved it. That they're going to love this episode. Um. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank you so much for touching on something that you know I love, which is black men and mental health. So that if there's anybody that's listening and they in a relationship with somebody that they love or care about any, any nationality that they think about what they partner may be going through or try to talk to them or ask them, how they feeling today? Um, don't let them get too far off the edge. Mm-hmm. Notice so, patterns, notice patterns, right? Notice mm-hmm. things that's different. If they're not acting like themselves, they're not talking as much if they're not doing the things that they that you know that they love to do and they're not even in the mood for it no more. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we wrap up, I want you to let them know if there's anything that you got going on, anything that we should be looking forward to, what can we expect from Khalif Wyatt? <laughs> uh yeah, definitely everybody can, you know, you can follow me on Instagram at LeafBuck1. You can follow my business, uh, my sports apparel training company at MSport underscore legacy i'm sure y'all seen it on her page or it'll be in the bio of this uh podcast um we also have a new collection that's dropping today uh, it's the gold standard collection where we have a lot of you know quality sports apparel and, and you know just 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 want everybody to get in the gym and be healthy and to look good while they're doing it and you know we have some some quality apparel on the site you can just go check out the website um what is www.m-sportco.com uh and yeah i mean i just want everybody to have a healthy healthy 2022 
and just, you know, make some goals and, and stick to them. And I want everybody to know that if you go on the website today and you use my code MAUIW, if you're listening, whatever day you listen to this episode, you can always use the code MAUIW this week. No, this weekend. I'll just do it for this weekend and you will receive two books from me that will be signed that will also go in your order. Mm. I like that. So now you can look good and read maybe the cheat code or the Lotus 2. But enjoy you a good book too for free ninety nine. Just use my hope. Um, so we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you for self care and chilling with us today, Khalif. Thanks for having me. And I hope everybody has a stress free and a self care day. Bye. <laughs>